Welcome to episode number 18 of the Family Culture Project. How family culture helps you through life's changes with guest Sarah Kuntz. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you to live a life of purpose with the ones you love. And become the family you are meant to be. Change is inevitable. Whether we choose change or it's chosen for us, a strong family culture will help us come out of the other side successfully. The key is deciding whether or not we are going to resist the change or embrace it with our values as a guide, keeping in mind the family culture that we want. This is something our guest Sarah Kuntz is familiar with. While our experiences are not the same as hers, we are all too familiar with navigating the change that comes our way. I've had the pleasure of getting to know Sarah over the last year and have learned so much about handling change, no matter what it may be, with grace. So one of the big changes that we made was choosing a new church, and it was really important that we let our values and our family culture guide us through that process because it was a big deal to make that change. And I had never left a church unless I had moved. We had been attending one for about 10 years at the time. And while there were so many things that we loved about it, there was also a few things that weren't working for us. For example, community was super important to us. It was one of our values and we weren't seeing it in our lives. Plus faith was a big deal for us. Yes, we were attending our church, but at the time our children weren't as engaged with it as we were. In fact, we found that there were times where they didn't even want to go to church. They begged us to stay home and that definitely wasn't working for us. And so we decided that we needed to find a place where we could have both community and our kids actively engaged in faith. It wasn't a comfortable thing for me to just pick up and go to another church because I wanted a different experience. And that's where our values and that's where the family culture that we wanted really came into play because it was pointing us in a different direction of where we were at the time. Yeah, I think it's definitely paid huge dividends for us from a culture perspective because touching on the core values that you mentioned for us um, as living in community and faith I, I, I can I can say that you know having made the change we have a lot closer friends today we have a community which has been awesome also on the kid front our kids drag us to church if we're not on time they're the ones cheerleading us out the door hey dad we've got to get there um, you know to get to our seats <laughs> On time, so it's a, a complete 180 from uh, from from that standpoint as well. We attend consistently um, and and with with joy. Um, there's an excitement about attending church. It's been um, awesome. I, I'll definitely credit it to what you were saying about family culture and, and and chasing those values and making sure that those values align with your day to day. I would have really benefited from hearing Sarah's interview five years ago when we were making that choice. Because one of the things you'll hear her say in the interview is that God knows what's in store for you and your family. And he created you uniquely to have the values that you have and positions you in the place that you need to be. And I would definitely say that around that choice, I had a lot of trepidation because I didn't want to make the wrong choice. You know, what I liked about the interview with Sarah is that it resonated for me that it's her core values that took her through some amazing changes in her life some significant changes some chosen versus unchosen but it's those it's that core values that really took her through successfully on the other side do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you a family retreat is a fun way to connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you are doing as a family our family retreat is one of the things that we look forward to each year 
Go to www.thefamilycultureproject.com and for only $5.99, you can download the Family Retreat Packet and host your own family retreat. Today, I'll be talking with Sarah Kuntz. Sarah is the founder and president of Living by Design Ministries, a nonprofit parachurch organization that exists to inspire Christians to explore God's design, establish godly lives, and exude God's love. Sarah is a passionate storyteller who enjoys using illustrations to communicate deep spiritual truths through her writing and free online studies at www.livingbydesign.org. Sarah lives on 13 acres in South Dakota with her husband, two daughters, and a rowdy flock of chickens. She revels in their simple, uncluttered life. It's so good to see you again. I almost started to say welcome back, but you have not been on this podcast before. You were a guest on the Slices of Life podcast, and I love talking to you. And I just knew when we launched this new one that I had to get you back on to talk to our audience about making changes in your life that have paid off for your family. I am so incredibly excited that you have decided to do a podcast on family culture. What an incredible message and so incredibly needed for us right now as parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A while back, you were a busy woman doing some amazing things for God, for your family and your community, but then there was an unexpected health crisis that forced you to make some changes. I'd love for you to tell us what life was like when you were busy doing all of those good things. Yeah. Well, you know, as women, I think it's easier for us to to pour ourselves out than to fill ourselves up. And so when I think back uh, to my life, kind of before everything crumbled, everything fell apart, I was so busy trying to be the woman that I had in my head that I was supposed to be and do all the things I thought I was supposed to do. And, you know, when I look back on what I was doing, I was doing lots of good things, but I was doing them maybe for the wrong reasons. And so they were just depleting me in such a challenging way. And um, my desire to help people actually caused me to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there was a time when you started to deal with anxiety, right? And that was in addition to some chronic illness issues that you've had as well, right? Yeah. Well, I had a a weird incident. I have chronic health issues and then we had a carbon monoxide leak in our home. It's the weirdest thing. And because I have like problems detoxifying, the Mm -hmm. low level leak really started to cause me problems. And one of the side effects of that is panic and anxiety and personality change. So I had, (laughs) I I turned into a hot mess of a person. Um, And so my life really had some unique things happen. And I always say, I love sharing um, what I learned with people because God had to use some pretty drastic measures in my life to get me to change. And the change has been so positive for me and my family. I want to inspire people to make the change without having to fall to pieces like I did. Yeah. So now originally when you made the move, you were, where were you originally living before you moved to South Dakota? Well, we had been in South Dakota um, since I got married, but we moved from being in town and in the city out Mm -hmm. to the country. And so what happened when I lost my health is I just started to have this desire for a slower paced life, um, a desire to grow my own food. And I mean, I just was really unwell and I needed a respite. And so we made a decision to move out to the country to live next to my parents, which is something that 
I never thought I would do. I never thought I would live back out in the country. Um, but that was the place where all my healing has occurred and where God has done such a rich work in me. Um, and so I'm grateful that my life fell apart uh, while I was trying to, I think, live the life I thought I was supposed to live, which brought me back to my roots and really showed me the life that God created me to live, which is altogether different than I would have anticipated or even could have imagined. Yeah. So during that time, did you feel like you were starting over? Did you feel like, I mean, I can imagine that there's a part of you that's like, no, I want to make this work. I want to make this life work. How was it for you to kind of go back to your roots? What did you, what did you deal with? Well, I, I experienced um, an, a complete strip of my identity. So um, when I was busy and, and when I was, was well, I was in ministry and I was busy um, having small groups in my home and I, was, I had my own business and I had all these things that I was doing. So Sarah was the person who did all of these things. And then I got sick and I had to step by step by step step down from everything I was doing. Mm. So I feel like God supernaturally cleared my plate so that I had one thing on my plate and that was my family. And mm -hmm. so I got to this place where I was so unwell. When we moved out to the country, um, I spent a solid year of my life and I say all I did during that year was rest and maybe make dinner for my family. Yeah. I and mean, that was all <laughs> that I could do. And so I experienced, what I really experienced was this change from being, I was doing all the things for God Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was where my identity was rooted in. And then God stripped all the things away except for what I view as my primary role, which is mother and wife. Mm -hmm. And when that was all that I had, I realized God still loves me. I still have value. I'm not performing. I'm not succeeding. I'm not achieving. But I still feel God has a purpose for me here in this place. Mm -hmm. And so that was where he drew me into the small spaces. And he showed me that living a small and significant life is just as much, is just as valuable on a, an eternal level mm -hmm. as doing all the things I thought mm -hmm. I was supposed to do. So it was really this perspective shift that I had. Yeah. So what kind of changes did you see in your families and your relationships with your husband and even your children? Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I was pouring outside of the home. I was, I was pursuing my, my career goals. I was pursuing my ministry goals. And when I was no longer doing that things, I, I was just present. I was present in my home. And so I found the rhythm of our family life changed. We weren't so busy. We weren't so distracted. Um, we established different patterns um, of work and rest in our lives. And what I always say is my fences got really small. So I had very, had to have really protective fences around my, my time and my energy because it was so limited. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was able to give what I had to my family. And for the longest time, that's all I had. And so I learned to, I think I see that in a different light and to see the value of that. But here's the beautiful thing that happened. So I'm now five years out. So we have lived in the country for five years. I have regained my health and all the decisions that we made um, of embracing a small but significant life are still having ripple effects today, mm. even though now I'm back in full-time ministry work and I'm probably busier and working harder than I was before I lost my health. But my, my focus 
is, is still on small and significant, even mm-hmm. though I think I'm able to do bigger things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this amazing thing. And so I feel like we talk about this, this mentality of how we approach life. And I think it's more our heart, the motivation of our heart that is, is really important before God than necessarily what we're doing. Right. So I find that I'm able to do a lot more now than I ever could do before, but it's because I'm not doing those things to be okay. Yes. I already am okay. So all of the activity that we invite into our life really is, is coming out of this place of fullness and contentment and peace, uh, which is just a different sort of approach to life than I ever experienced before. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because as you were sharing the beginning of your story, I can imagine there were people out there that were saying, well, I just can't stop everything. You know, like I can't just never go back to ministry or never go back to work or never go back to doing what I'm doing. And I love how you um, shared with us how, how in many ways you are doing the same, if not more, but it's just the perspective shift. And that I love that you talk about that ripple effect um, in your life and how that's benefited you. You know, one of the other things that you have recently started to do that's changed for you is you started homeschooling your daughter, correct? Yes. I, and I started a, with one and then I ended up homeschooling both of them. So that's, that was an unexpected change. So how is that, how is that going for you and how has that impacted your family? Well, it has totally changed our family. And, you know, one of the things that I think it's really important for us as women to realize is we really do have a deep impact on the family culture that, that we have, and we have a deep impact on faith um, in our homes. And um, when I made the decision to homeschool my kids, it was really the best choice for my children and not necessarily the best choice for me. So it was really something that I had to go, I feel the Lord is leading me to do this. I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to do it. And that's something that over the past few years, I've really been learning is big changes happen in small steps. Mm. And when I made the decision to homeschool my kids, it felt like this big change, like this big drastic change. And I'll never forget having the conversation with my husband and it felt so quick and it felt so out of the blue. But then I was like, no, no, no. God has been preparing me for this for years. And that's, I think one of the things when people say, I want to change my life, I want to change my family culture, it can feel big and overwhelming. But the beautiful thing about our faith walk with God is that he leads us step by step and he empowers us with each step. So when we, having my kids home with me has been such a gift. Um, They are in my office with me as I'm working. I feel like we um, as a family have grown so much closer, but I have a lot more control over the rhythm of our life. And so we are able to protect our kids and also then to put our kids into places and environments that we think are best for them. And so it's been really a wonderful experience for us and God has blessed it. I I thought it would be one of those things that would drain me again, like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm never going to have a break from my children, (laughs) but it it hasn't, it hasn't turned out that way. I love it and I'm very grateful for it. But looking back, the girl five years ago, I don't think would have ever had the courage to make the decision that I made Mm. to do that because it just was so not something that I felt I was capable of doing. But as I've learned to trust God in the midst of the ups and downs in life, I go, well, if he asks me to do it, he's going to equip me to do it. And, and he's done that in that area. I can so identify with what you say. Like some of the things I'm working on, if I had have been given those things three, 
you know, to even a year ago, I don't think I would be able to manage them well and handle them like I do now. And so you're right. The decisions I'm making now are a result of the seeds I've already sown or that have already been on my heart or that I've already been thinking about them. And it pertains to my work, but it also pertains to my family. Some of the choices we're making now with our family is because we've taken these small steps over time in certain areas, and now we're able to step into where we are now. And I think that's the thing um, as women, we always need to caution ourselves against comparing to one another Mm. or comparing our family to somebody else's family. Cause I always go, we have so many unique circumstances in our life, um, things that are not duplicatable, you know, and God has put our family in this place and he has called us to this kind of life. And I think that God is big enough to put your family where your family needs to be and to show you how to live out and how to create a positive culture for your family um, that's going to be uniquely yours. And it doesn't mean it can't be encouraged and inspired by the stories of others, but we need to remember that our story is our own. And our Heavenly Father has a plan for us that is incredibly detailed and unique to us. And that's one of the things when I lost my health and I could no longer um, really keep up with the Joneses, right? Mm -hmm. I had like fallen behind behind, I had to realize that comparison, just there was no comparing. I had no one I could compare my life to. So I stopped trying. And it's been very freeing to me to realize that we can all have our own, um, we can all have our own faith journey and we can all have our own family journey. And um, that can be a very good thing and a positive thing. Oh, absolutely. So what would you say to our listeners who are looking to take their family in a different direction, but are nervous about change? Well, change can be overwhelming. I I, I always think of it, you know, when you have a really busy week coming up and you're like, if you think about everything you have to do that week, you just get frozen in fear, right? Because it's just overwhelming. Mm. And so a lot of times we look at where our family is and we look at where we want our family to be and it's too big of a gap. It's too big of a divide. And I think that's why a lot of people stay stuck where they are. And so my best encouragement to you is to just make one small decision and commit to it until it until it becomes part of your family life and then build on that one and make another one. And if we do it one small thing at a time, we will get so much further than we ever thought we could be. And I think the other thing is measuring progress on a yearly basis rather than on a weekly or monthly basis to recognize that growth takes time. And also we're never going to end up where we thought we were going to end up. Right. So I can imagine Kimberly, when you guys decided, when you sat down and said, we're going to write a, 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 a mission statement for our family. We're going to mm-hmm. affect our family culture. You mm-hmm. probably had this idea of where mm-hmm. you were taking your family. And I bet that's not necessarily where you've ended up. No, and, and, and I realized, you know, in experience, you go, well, we get these ideas and then we try to do them and they get us closer to where we want to go. But before we get where we thought we were going, something else happens and we end up somewhere else. And so yeah. I just think jo- enjoying the journey and mm-hmm. recognizing there's great value and purpose in the journey and not being so focused on this ideal of where we want to go because that just discourages us. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I love that. It's great to have a plan. It's great to set out on a path with an expectation, but to be open to those um, diversions along the way that ultimately get us to where we were created to be and where we're meant to be. I think that's so important. All right. So please tell us about what you're working on now. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, it actually, it's, it's really cool that we're talking about uh, family culture because one of the things my family has done in the last year is we've woven a weekly Sabbath rest into our lifestyle. So um, for us, it's on Sunday. And on that day, I disconnect from the internet. I get off my email. I put my phone away, far, far away from me. <laughs> and we just enjoy our time together. And after doing this for the past year, it has created such a beautiful um, day of the week that my, my kids love. They look forward to because mommy's not on the phone. And so <laughs> this, this whole idea of Sabbath rest has just really affected my life. And so I, um, the thing I am called to do in this season of my life is write free online Bible studies. And they're email-based studies. They're really written with busy women in mind, things you can do 15 minutes a day. You can do it while you're mobile, but getting women into the word of God. And so so a study that, that we've recently released um, at Living by Design Ministries is called Reclaim the Sabbath, and it's encouraging women to create space for sacred rest. And so it's very much in line with what you and I have been mm -hmm. talking about, yeah, is the idea, we, rest is not a four-letter word. I mean, it is, but you know, <laughs> And recognizing that rest is part of God's design. And that is something that I've had to learn the hard way. Um, and I, I've had to learn how to rest at work and work at rest. And mm -hmm. so that's what this study is about. And it's a video-based study, which is kind of a new thing for me. So it's a six-week video-based study. And it comes with a guided scripture reading plan. And the whole idea is just to equip women with an understanding of what Sabbath is and how it can affect their lives and the blessings it can bring into their lives today. And so that's the most recent project we've released at Living by Design, and we're so excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited too. I love Sabbath. I have seen huge changes in my life and in the life of my family when we started observing Sabbath. And I have to be honest, we haven't been super consistent with it lately, but uh, I see, I can tell a difference. Once I've participated in it and when I've kept it and then that I've pulled away from it, I can definitely see that it's missing. I can just tell in the way I think about things, the, the, the ups and downs and rhythms of my week, I can, I can feel it missing. And so I'm excited to get back to that. So I'm looking forward to your study. Um, before we get off, I would love for you to share with us where we can find you online. Oh, sure. So I write weekly blog posts and soul food emails at livingbydesign.org. And we are a nonprofit ministry. And the heart of our ministry is delivering free online Bible studies to inboxes around the world. Okay, great. And where can we find you on social media? Oh, wow. I'm everywhere. I love social media. That is why I have to put my phone away on Sundays. Yes. So I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Sarah E. Coons. And then you can find me on Facebook through the links on my website. I've got all of that connected. Okay. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Currently available from Sarah Kuntz is a six-week study titled Reclaim the Sabbath, Creating Space for Sacred Rest. The format includes one weekly email, including a 10 to 15 minute teaching video, plus a PDF guided scripture reading planned for the week. You can find it at livingbydesign.org forward slash Sabbath. Links to where you can find Sarah and her study can be found in the show notes. Did you know each month we send out an email with tips, tools, and encouragement to help you build a thriving family culture? We know your inbox can get cluttered, so we promise to keep it simple and purposeful. If you'd like to get these emails, there's a link in the show notes to sign up for it. Becoming the family you were meant to be takes time and intention. 
Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com. Today's episode was produced by Kimberly Amici, Noel Rhodes, along with production assistant Melanie Torres. The Family Culture Project is a part of the Juniper Collective, a network of podcasting vision carriers who believe every person can have a better life.